1: This is the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hi, everybody. It's John Halpin. Welcome to the Wednesday, July 26th edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. Uh, my co-host today, guest co-host, whatever it might be, uh, is my RotoWire colleague, Jake
2: Litarsky. Jake, Jake, and I are going to be doing what Tuesdays every week during the season, right? Yeah, John, uh, really happy to get started here. We're going to be doing a lot of the waiver wire focus podcast during the season, it's something uh, that our listeners uh, over the past few years hopefully remember me from. Hopefully I've helped you guys make some good pickups before and we'll try to keep that momentum going here in 2017. And early in the season, that that becomes really important.
1: You want to you want to get the jump before everybody else does. Yeah, all absolutely. Our yeah, guys.
2: Yeah, definitely. Even before week one, uh, you know, there's especially people with early drafts that were doing drafts in July. If your league runs a fab period or however you guys choose to do it, we're going to help you out in all bases. All right, so you also do a lot of MMA stuff for RotoWire, right? Yeah, definitely. We started that on the website back in 2015 and have been going strong ever since. We've got, uh, you know, daily fantasy previews and and a lot of other cool stats-based content here for you at RotoWire MMA. What would you say if I told you I've
1: never watched
2: an MMA event? I would be I would be surprised. But again, because it's getting a little bit more mainstream, of course, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the big names, Conor McGregor, John Jones, even Ronda Rousey, you know, uh, it's a little surprising. But hey, some people are boxing guys. And I can get into that, too. can respect that, too.
1: Yeah, I I figured you were going to say something like you loser. What's the matter with you? All right. You know, I I know it's not for everyone. You have to have just a little bit of a taste for violence. No, that's fine. You know, when I was younger, as I, I was talking to, uh, when I was talking to Scott Pianowski on Tuesday, I said, I said I've gotten to the point in my life where some things just fall by the wayside. Like I don't have time. And, mm-hmm. and I, like, I think what I said was college football Saturdays are one of those things that I just, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I would like to do. And I just kind of, you know, just don't get to it. And, but I was, a, I was a huge boxing fan when I was a kid and when I was growing, you know, until into my 20s. I loved it. So I, I have nothing philosophically against MMA. It's just one of those things I see on TV. I go, oh, that's interesting. I got to watch one of those someday. And it just still yeah. hasn't happened. So,
2: yeah, it's like one of those people that never really got started watching Game of Thrones. And now, you know, we're in the seventh season. So they have just never seen any of it and, and don't really care to. And the Twitter <laughs> on Sunday night is insufferable. Oh yeah, you can't get you can't get around it. Everyone's nah. got their
1: reactions and hot takes. I love the show, but I can totally see if you don't watch it how just you'd have to log off the internet basically on Sunday nights. Yeah, right. Find something else to do. Yeah. Uh, everybody, we would like to thank Yahoo Fantasy Football for sponsoring the Rotowire Fantasy Football podcast. You can sign up now for Yahoo Fantasy Football. slash yahoo uh, Twitter information Jake is at jakeski 52 I'm at Jay 37 You can tweet us at RotoWire. You can get player updates at RotoWire NFL anytime you need to, and you can also find us on Facebook. Hey, what's the fifty-two for?
2: Oh, it's uh, so it's an old. It was my number growing up, and it also pays tribute to one of my old uh, coaches and football mentors from uh, a while back in the day. Gotcha. So, yeah, fifty-two. All right,
1: like it. Um, all right, we're gonna get some news first. We've been focusing on a lot of ADP and draft rankings and things like that up until now, but but some news. Basically, everybody's reporting to camp this week. Yesterday, today, whatever it might be. Um, the news out of Baltimore, out of the Baltimore backfield. There's there's two ways to look at this. I was going to say it's not good, and it's certainly not good because you don't want to see a guy get hurt. But mm-hmm. Kenneth Dixon went in for the torn meniscus surgery. They thought, hey, maybe it's a repair, and he's suspended anyway. So you know he'll come back in October. Eh. Kenneth Dixon done for the season with a knee injury Now We are left with Terrence West And Danny Woodhead Uh, I think my new it's it's, The good part here is that there's some Clarity Mm -hmm. I would think the bad news is the people And I'm one of them Who probably would have wanted to buy a little low on Terrence West are probably not going to be able to Anymore right
2: yeah, I think that's going to be the case here. If you look at these backs in terms of ADP right now, Danny Woodhead's right around a hundred, and surprisingly Terrence West is right around one hundred and fifty. And and I, I would almost flip those a little bit, I, you know, because Terrence West, twenty six year old guy who has is very comfortable in the offense. Uh, he, he led the team last year in rushing attempts and yards. You know, not quite a thousand yard season, but seven seventy four is serviceable for probably probably the third or fourth back you're taking in fantasy. Then you got Danny Woodhead, who's going to turn first year in the system coming off an acl injury granted that was in week two of last year so it, it was quite early but i'd be a lot more likely to take terrence west however that adp is going to start sliding way up here with the absence of the dixon news because i think a lot of us in the industry had thought that dixon was one of those backs that could be poised for a breakout year
1: yeah i actually have terrence west and this this hasn't changed since yesterday i have him met rb 26 so i had mm-hmm. him pretty high and, uh, yeah. I'm a little annoyed at this point because he's one of those guys looking, looking at my ranking compared to ADP. I said, that's a guy I'm going to wind up
2: with a lot. And, and now things are going to change. So thanks for nothing. Kenneth Dixon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that is a tough break, but, uh, you know, hopefully you got a few drafts under your belt already where you can get some shares. Right.
1: My, um, my local Carolina Panthers are in camp and Cam Newton is with his shoulder, uh, issues from last year, off season surgery, limited mm-hmm. technically at the start of camp. Any concerns there? Um, Probably not here injury-wise. There might be other concerns with Cam Newton, but injury, are you good with him? Any any
2: hesitation? As far as injury goes, I I think this is something that he'll be able to get over. Uh, Of course, by the, you know, I felt a few... Class is short of my medical degree, but uh, I think he'll be able to get over it. But what concerns me is just his aggressive running style, and that shoulder's probably going to take some more hits. So I I guess we'll see. It's something that you really need to rest out and and get over. The bigger thing with me and Cam Newton is him and Marcus Mariota are right next to each other in terms of ADP. And if if I'm ever presented with that choice, I, I just like the upside of Mariota a little bit more. So I probably won't have too many Newton shares, and I don't think the injury really pushes me further in one direction or the other.
1: Yeah, as I've been talking to a couple of people about, I do think they'll run—I buy into the fact that they'll run him less. I don't think—I think near the goal line, they have lots of options, but I still think he'll be one of them. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah, he's
2: been so successful at it over the last few years.
1: I, I'm really intrigued to see how he takes to the shorter passing game that they're going to use with McCaffrey and Samuel and those guys. Um, I, because I, I just wonder—I if I keep wondering out loud if it suits him. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, I want to see how that works So yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant on Cam too And I've, I've always been a big booster of fantasy Cam Newton the, he, he, made, he won me uh, Some good fantasy
2: football stuff Two years ago because mm-hmm. I was buying in Absolutely. I I want the league. I had Cam Newton and Jonathan Stewart. And, you know, I ended up with that, you know, combo a little bit later on in drafts. And yeah, that ended up winning the league for me. So I do have a soft spot there, but uh, I just, I, I was lucky, smart, whatever you want to call it last year where, where I wasn't buying the massive jump in terms of ranking to make him, you know, a top three quarterback and was lucky to have stayed off. Okay,
1: next one up. Um, in Cincinnati, Marvin Lewis says uh, John Ross was picked in the first round. He was the third wide receiver pick, but he was number nine overall. Um, John Ross, super-duper fast. What are you running? a 4 two, one 4 two, two, whatever it was at the combine. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, he's got issues with his shoulder, but they say he's, now he's going to play at some point during camp. He, he, he says, I'm going to read it, from Bengals.com. Doesn't, they don't expect him to be ready before early August or so, but uh, Marvin Lewis actually said this week, hey, he, we think he's going to appear in a preseason game. That's optimism right there, because I think a lot of us are writing John Ross off. Now you look and you go, oh, maybe, maybe there's reason. If he's going to play in the preseason, then he's probably not too far off. Could Are you
2: interested in a late-round flyer on John Ross? Probably not in redraft formats. He's someone that I would— I, me personally i would probably limit to uh like a deeper keeper dynasty league probably you know not just a generic one where you get to keep two players something a little bit more than that then the interest starts to be there and he's definitely a player i put on on watch lists. i just think there's way too much competition for targets and there's not going to be a whole lot to go around if your name's not aj green of course he's going to be at the top of that depth chart as long as he's healthy he will dominate the targets there's still an established veteran in brandon lafell on that team and you know you talk about health question marks there's tyler eifert so he's around you never really know what you get out of him, but he's clearly above anybody else in the packing order there. And then you have a pretty solid trio of backs in that backfield. Uh, You know, Andy Dalton, he has been a decent quarterback over the year, at least fantasy wise. And I, I, he can get the ball spread around, but to even someone as speedy as John Ross, like assuming he's healthy, I think he'll see mostly special teams duty and probably not enough snaps to do a fantasy impact this season. Long-term I'm a little bit better. I think he, in the years ahead, he might be able to surpass someone like the on the depth chart if he end, ends up sticking with the organization. But for this season, uh, there's, I just don't have a lot to like there.
1: Yeah. Even with this news, I think, uh, I think I'm out. Um, Moving uh, across Ohio, north north in Ohio, I guess, is uh, mm-hmm. as long as I have my Midwest geography right, and someone, hopefully no one's yelling at me saying, you know, no, it's not that way. Um, <laughs> Duke Johnson apparently in the running to be the Browns slot receiver. Well, what do I do with this? I, I, was a, uh, you know, I was a Duke fan when he got drafted. And they haven't used him as much as any of us would like. You know, uh, I think a lot of us probably thought, you know, hey, that guy will catch seventy passes, and it just hasn't worked out. But now they they might use him in the slot. I I don't know. I mean, so now that means he's not going to run, which I was hoping. You know, we'd hope he'd get a hundred
2: carries or something. Mm-hmm. I, I know. And that's been the hope for fantasy owners over the last couple years when really Isaiah Crowell has continued to exceed expectations. And I, 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 might bank on that a little bit again. You know, when I first started at the website, getting involved in football, uh, I did have the Cleveland Browns beat. It was a, it was a brutal run for a little while, but I kind of got to watch this and, and now we're a regime over since I started there. But you know, just looking at the personnel that they have right now, Corey Coleman is a second year player. Um, he, he could, he showed flashes when he was healthy last year, but You know, we have to see it consistently. There's always the quarterback issues that are going to cloud the status of any receiver. They did bring in Kenny Britt, but I think this is just kind of a personnel thing where they don't really have an established slot receiver. And although, yeah, Duke hasn't caught the 70 passes that some fantasy owners would like, he caught 61 in his rookie year, 53 last season. He did catch less passes last year, but uh, his average was almost an entire yard higher. He didn't score any receiving touchdowns last year, so that's uh, part of the knock. But uh, So maybe a little bit more efficient. He has the ability to catch passes, of course. We all know that. That's what uh, That's what the attraction is. And I think he could bring some value in PPR formats, especially if you can start a slot receiver with running back eligibility. It's like it's it's reverse time Montgomery and 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 it could give you some really good roster flexibility
1: all right we're going to move to Minnesota where Latavius Murray is going to start camp on the physically unable to perform list um ankle surgery this spring however they're saying well he's considered close to returning but this is it's it sounds like a procedural thing um and it brings me to the question are you on the Dalvin Cook train because I feel like it's getting crowded
2: Yeah, it's starting to get a little crowded, and I think this might be a a decent opportunity where prospective owners could even back off a little bit. I think with some of the rookie backs we saw last season, that might get people to overdraft rookies a little bit this year, and Delvin Cook might be one of them. Uh, You know, Latavius Murray, if he is healthy, I think uh, he's I mean, they paid him three years, $15 million and and for a running back, that's quite a bit in this day and age. So they definitely have plans for him. It's not like he's over the hill yet. He's 27. So I, I do like what Latavius Murray can bring. And remember, this is the same regime that now different position, different player could be totally different but sat down Laquan Treadwell for almost the entire year so if Delvin Cook doesn't pick things up right away I think fantasy owners that reach for him are going to be very disappointed in his output particularly in the early weeks of the season
1: all right um
2: we're going to stay in the same division in the NFC North I'm going to go to the Packers close to where you are are you a Packers fan? I'm a huge Packers fan, uh, so there's a, there's a slight bias, but I'll, I'll keep this one neutral. I've maybe been to Lambeau Field about 50 times, so uh, 50. I did get 50. to see – yeah, something like that. So uh, I, I did get to see a lot of uh, the changing of the guard and the interesting running back scenario last year.
1: All right, so now Ty Montgomery. So, so Ty Montgomery starts as a running back. Last year he trans- transitioned midway. He was a really interesting fantasy player because you didn't know what he was, and he had a couple mm-hmm. of games where he caught 10 passes. So this year he comes in, and he's the lead back. And you get excited And then the ESPN beat writer uh, For the Packers Says you know I think he's going to double His number of carries Well last year he had 77 carries Doubling it gets us to uh, 154 Now we don't necessarily Need to take this Completely literally But if we do take it literally That ranks 28th in the league I've got Ty Montgomery At RB17 well, what, what do I do with this news do I, do I downgrade Ty Montgomery Or do I look at the news And go you know I think he's underestimating
2: Now, I didn't hear the exact beat writer quote, but it's very possible that it could have been taken out of context or it's not exactly what he meant. Maybe he meant something closer to double the volume of when he was a running back or something like that. So that's what I thought. I was like, maybe I have to go back and and rewatch that if it's on video somewhere. But I think you have Montgomery pretty appropriately ranked. Uh, You know, the backs behind him, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, not a ton of experience, of course, you know, rookies there, too. So uh, I think Montgomery will. Be a solid, you know, right around 17. I like that. His ADP is 23, but I'd lean closer to your ranking than than uh, than the ADP suggests at this point in the offseason.
1: Well, at least no, no one tries to talk me into James Starks as being a lead back again this year. So that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, those days are officially over. Because every year you go, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is when he gets his opening. You know, just never. Mm-hmm. Maybe Eddie Lacy will eat 50 more cheeseburgers and Starks will start. Yeah.
2: Who knows? Yeah, always an injury or just underproducing. Always something. But, you know, we'll just remember that playoff game a few years back on uh, right. the Super Bowl run.
1: You know, it weird. it's weird with Starks because he always thought he would be good when he got the chance. And then the times when he got
2: the chance, it just never worked. It, it never materialized. And, you know, it's it's going to be a pass first offense here right. in any case, no matter what. So uh, and, and, you know, here we have Starks, who maybe some of it is a system guy still sitting on the free agent wire here.
1: All right, um, everybody, we got to thank our friends at Yahoo Fantasy Football for sponsoring the roto Fantasy Football podcast with Yahoo Fantasy Football. There are endless ways to field wins each week, whether it's a winning waiver claim, a winning piece of smack talk, or actually winning on the field. It's football in its funnest, best form where there's no such thing as an excessive celebration. Are you, are you a pro celebration guy? Well, you're being a Packers fan, you
2: have to be a pro celebration, right, Jake? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, you know, grew up with the Lambo leap, so you know I don't get too many chances to reenact that in person. But uh, absolutely, Pro TD celebration of any kind, love watching them.
1: You see, how does a kid? If, if you're a kid who's a Packers fan, if you if you if you're trying to imitate other people's end zone celebrations, you can do it. Imitating a Lambo
2: leap has got to be hard because what do you jump into? A pile of snow, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Pile of leaves in the fall, snow fort, something you know, something along those lines. uh, Especially you know, playing fall pickup football in your backyard with the neighbors. That's that was the way to go. But you know, just just emulate Brett Favre, who that's who I grew up watching, and someone who's always having fun out there. Right. Uh, I wonder how many kids in in Wisconsin have
1: gotten injured imitating the Lambo leap over the years. You know, falling (laughs) down on the street or on a tree or tree root or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure if we went through Green Bay Hospital
2: records, we'd, uh, we wouldn't we would come up empty.
1: Yeah, big, biggest causes of injury, trampolines and the <laughs> Yahoo Fantasy Football is free to play and easy to use on desktop or on mobile with the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app. Sign up today at rotowire.com slash Yahoo and download the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app, which has been rated number one by the Fantasy Sports Trade Association for three years in a row. The Yahoo Fantasy app Messenger allows for all the witty banter and smack talk that your league can muster. That app is just as extensive as the desktop experience Allowing you to draft, trade, and comb waiver options right on your phone. It gives you in-depth player and matchup analysis to help you fine-tune your roster each and every week. Switch your league to Yahoo, where you can manage your league dues for free. That's a big deal. Sign up today for Yahoo Fantasy Football at rotowire.com slash yahoo. That's rotowire.com slash yahoo. Yahoo Fantasy Football. Feel the wins. All right, let's talk quarterbacks for a little while. Let's go back to your Packers. Mm -hmm. Is Rodgers... Every ranking I look at, including mine, has Rodgers first. And I had the same conversation earlier this week about David Johnson, and Le'Veon Bell, because everywhere you look, David Johnson's first at running back and everywhere you look, Aaron Rodgers is first at quarterback. Is it that clear cut of a number one? Is it that clear cut of a decision of Rodgers over Brady?
2: I would say it's more clear cut at quarterback than it is with the running back example that, that you mentioned there. Uh, you know, that, that David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, those two are used in a very similar way and the numbers could easily be flipped from season to season with quarterback though. You know, I'll tell you, I don't want to say that this is the Packer, the bias speaking a little bit, but I I just don't see how if you're going to reach for a quarterback early, it would be anyone other than Aaron Rodgers. He's just his safety. I mean, from year to year, the offense didn't get too much better didn't get worse. He does still have Martellus Bennett to replace, you know, what Jared cook brought to the table there. And I'm very interested to see what kind of dynamic that can go. And Martellus Bennett sneakily helps all the running backs too a little bit. He's an excellent blocker. Uh, but again, we're shifting this back to quarterback Rodgers just says has such a high floor uh, from, from year to year. He doesn't turn the ball over much. Of course, neither does Brady, uh, but, And then, of course, the the age difference a little bit does it for me, too, because, you know, Rodgers at 33, Tom Brady's going to turn 40 in August. Now, I'm not claiming to be the guy that can predict when this exact fall off happens. But once you hit 40, especially, I, you know, I don't care if you're a system guy like, like Brady or not and 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 how however good your weapons are, they, there will be a drop off coming sooner or later. And I'm not trying to play that game or roll the die on when that will happen. So I, I'm, I'm pretty secure on Rogers, you know, you know, the younger guy who's just probably on the edge of his his true athletic prime, uh, you know. Just the weapons are going to be there. They even helped them out a little bit uh, in terms of the backfield and and, and some other receiving options. So, yeah, I I think it is Rodgers number one here. But when it comes to quarterbacks, even being in Wisconsin, I'm not going to own Rodgers in a lot of places because I'm always one of those guys that waits on quarterback anyway.
1: Yeah, same here. Um, So I have my order is Rodgers Brady Breeze, which is pretty much what ADPs are. are, Yeah, I'll second that. I'm right there with you. When I was looking at this last night, I was, uh, I was comparing Rodgers and Brady for the previous question I asked you. <laughs> I looked mm-hmm. at Breeze. Last year, 673 pass attempts, which was 63 more than Rodgers. Um, 37 touchdowns, 5,208 yards. Why not Breeze? Why not? If you were not going to wait on quarterbacks like you and I both probably like to do, Mm-hmm. If you can get Breeze, it, does it does it just seem like a better value to get Breeze
2: 15, 20 picks later? I, I could definitely see making a case for that. Breeze is another one. You know, uh, he's 38 years old, still says he want to play his two, four more seasons here. Uh, the weapons, looking relatively similar except I am a little worried that you know with the with the drafting Alvin Kamara and and the signing of Adrian Peterson that they're going to try to go for a little bit more balance this year and uh, the loss of Brandon Cooks also certainly uh, he does that a little bit Uh, so I'm not necessarily sure we'll be able to rely on volume that high he'll still be one of the top five volume quarterbacks in the league there's no doubt about it but I think there's a reason he's he's ranked just below the the Rodgers and Brady's and and you know, at the same time, I do see where you're coming from, John, where he's someone that you could save and get a little bit better value on. So uh, absolutely something to think about. There's yeah. no major red flags, just maybe a slight decline. I, I just say that there's a reason that he's third.
1: Last year in Yahoo points, I'm looking at I've got Rogers 10 points ahead of Brady, um, which is not a lot over that number of games. Uh, the next mm-hmm. thing I want to ask about Eli Manning. Eli wasn't terrible last year. A lot of interceptions. Oh, let's see. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Manning was 18th at quarterback. Is he kind of, is he done as a fantasy contributor? I mean, he was never a star fantasy contributor anyway. There were years he threw a bunch of touchdowns. Is he a guy you just look at and you say, I'm not drafting him. I mean, there's no, I can't, even in a two quarterback league, I, I have a hard time reaching for him because maybe the name value makes him, maybe the name and fame makes,
2: makes him a little overvalued. John, you know, he's someone that I – I've actually taken him in a few mocks that I've done later on uh, because there is the turnover question, but – his weapons only got better this year. You know, the addition of Brandon Marshall, if he's able to really contribute to that offense and he's working with probably a top two receiver in the league or at least in fantasy terms in Odell Beckham, I think the fact that it finally appears that they're in line to give Paul Perkins the bulk of the workload, that'll help take some of the pressure off. Eli, I just love Paul Perkins, his elusiveness. He's another sleeper, but that's a whole nother conversation to have. I don't mind taking Eli Manning as your QB two, especially if your QB ones a little bit weaker where I like Manning the most is in a best ball format, kind of like uh, if you've ever done an MFL 10, those are on my fantasy league.com where you just do the slow draft and um, you know, I like, I like Manning as part of two, you know, two, maybe three quarterbacks in a format like that. Then you get all his best games. You get the games when uh, he's got to come back from behind and throw a bunch of passes and you don't necessarily get the sub 202 to three interception games. So that's where I like him the most, and where I'm most likely to take him. But he's not someone I completely put on my don't draft list this year.
1: Okay, uh, I, I think we should be drafting more. Who gets? I, I think Eli gets a little overrated. I grew up a Giants fan. I have nothing against Eli, but uh, I mm-hmm. think he,
2: he he gets overrated a little sometimes. Um, in fantasy, I Android. don't. I don't disagree. I don't. I don't disagree. I think. Uh, not, I just think he's starting to catch up to. Yep. Um, you know, maybe not being so overrated this year to the point where I haven't owned him a lot in the past, but I might this year as a backup. Okay,
1: um, a guy who gets a little underrated. I think is Matthew Stafford. I mean, last year, right now, I'm looking at AEP and I see Matthew Stafford 15th. Well, I'm looking at my Yahoo league leaders last year, and Matthew Stafford was the seventh ranked quarterback, and by. Mm-hmm. Volume. He throws plenty. Five hundred ninety-four passes, which puts him a little above average. I think I'm just eyeballing that. He was seventh in Yahoo scoring last year, and he usually, he consistently puts up pretty darn good fantasy numbers. Why do you think we we sort of underrate Matthew Stafford?
2: You know, it is a little bit of a mystery. He's not the flashiest guy, and I think people underrated him last year a lot because it was first season. It was his first season without Calvin Johnson. But with his first season without Calvin Johnson, you mentioned where he ranks among Yahoo scoring. That turns out to be pretty good. I think the other reason people underrate him a little bit in the after his week 10 bye, he kind of dropped off. So he probably heard owners a lot in the fantasy playoffs in the last seven games. He only threw six touchdown passes. So that's definitely definitely not going to win you uh, too many championships. So I think that might be part of the reason uh, he dropped off here. I would still put him in very fringe QB one territory in 12 teams. I think the ADP does underrate him a little bit because you know, him and Jim Bob Cooter will now have love saying that name, by the way, yeah. but those guys, uh, those guys now have uh, kind of a year under their belt and they, and they know uh, how to take this offense moving forward. The biggest thing, and it's part of the reason I like Amir Abdullah mo- more than most this year is they signed two of the best available linemen in Ricky Wagner and TJ Lang here this offseason. So that offensive line got a lot better staff. Stafford has had a few, you know, injury issues in the past. But, you know, if they keep him upright, that's the first step to preventing that. So I, I do believe that Stafford is a little bit underrated. I wouldn't go as far as to put him ahead of, you know, Newton or Mariota, who we discussed earlier. But I, he's just breaking into that fringe QB1 territory for me. Actually, I have him ahead of Newton and Mariota. So there you go. How about that? I'm right. it yeah, yeah.
1: my flag right here.
2: <laughs> I mean, Stafford. we're getting these guys in in a similar tier, and that's more than more credit than most give Stafford. Yeah. So definitely, he's a quarterback to watch this year in drafts. If you're looking for value later on, I hope he's the 15th quarterback taken in my draft, so I can get myself a share.
1: Um, Dak Prescott,
2: better, worse, or similar this season? Yeah, I think of that in terms of a buy, sell, hold, and and I'm and I'm going to say hold. I, I think uh, I think he'll be he maybe exceeded expectations a little bit uh, last year and. The price, of course, you pay for him is going to be quite a bit higher this year, and and I would say he's adequately priced. You know, the personnel didn't change a whole lot. Uh, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott's going to be safe from suspension. You never really know with Roger Goodell and his and his random punishment wheel that he spins back there. But uh, <laughs> uh, but so as long as Zeke is safe, I, I think uh, I think Dak Prescott will be just fine. I, I, I'm I'm in I'm in a hold status right now at his price.
1: All right, my my I have Dak at QB twelve, which I think is fine. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the weird issue I have with Dak, not a weird issue, that the volume is 459 pass attempts that ranked 23rd in the NFL. I know he ran for six touchdowns. He's going to run for more because, you know, that's the kind of player he is. He can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish he threw the ball more, you know, and that's not, that's not his fault. I mean, it's nothing. It's mm-hmm. not my, my issue with Dak Prescott. is not the
2: quality of the player. It's the, it's the team and the style.
1: Yeah, they're gonna absolutely. They're going to run so
2: much. And, and another question mark there is, is Des Bryant, if you were to get Des Bryant for a full 16 games, that is certainly going to help his production. Cause he's the type of receiver, you know, even heading into his age 27 or 28 season that you just throw the ball up to and he'll find a way to come down, but he missed seven games in 2015 and another three games last season, uh, get 16 out of him. I think that definitely raises the floor for Prescott.
1: All right. Um, you mentioned Eli earlier, um, down where his ADP is, who, who is your, if you're in a whether it's a 2 QB league or it's in a league where that that
2: sort of suggests you draft a backup who's your favorite QB2 type you know there there are a lot of interesting candidates and and I'm more than likely going to take two players out of this pool when I when I inevitably wait on quarterback but one sneaky guy I think you can get as probably one of the last quarterbacks taken he always seems to be on the waiver wire right at the start of the year but he's quietly productive and that's Tyrod Taylor of the Bills some people are going to scoff at that i know but you know he's thrown for over 3000 yards in both of his seasons he doesn't turn the ball over very much uh you know he did have he did fumble a handful of times in his rookie year but only six total interceptions in in each of the last two seasons i almost think of him as a Russell Wilson, Wilson light. You don't really know what kind of weapons he's going to have to throw to because Sammy Watkins is always a major question mark, but he gives you a pretty good floor. You know, that 3000 passing yards Mm -hmm. over 560 rushing yards in each of the past two years, he scored six rushing touchdowns last year. So he's someone that can be productive, that you can get at a very minimal price. Now, part of that is the Bills being very hesitant to commit to him. And if, if, if that attitude continues, maybe you won't be able to get as much utility from Tyrod Taylor in weeks you know, 15, 16, and 17. But as far as someone that you can get way down in the draft, I definitely like him at his price. I, I like him too. And, and I think
1: he's one of those guys who, because he's such a good runner, doesn't get enough credit for his passing. That he's mm-hmm. he's not a really good passer, but he's okay, and that's fine. I think you look at him, you say, "Oh, well, all he is is a runner." Well, not really. And, you know, the, if if you look at his numbers, I mean, last year was it was a tough one because Sammy Watkins wasn't around a lot. But but the year before, I mean, you know, his completion percentage last two seasons is probably about sixty between sixty two and sixty three um, yards per attempt. Not bad. Last year was worse, but like I said, Watkins. Being out didn't help. I, I like Tyrod too. I kind of like Carson Wentz. I, I mentioned him a couple of times, and and I know that the they had that hot start, and everybody thought Carson Wentz was the greatest thing ever, and then it slowed down a bit, and the Eagles were kind of mediocre, and and people look at his numbers and you say, you know, there's not a lot to like. I I do feel like with the better weapons, I I felt like I just saw flashes with him. You know, I can't I can't statistically justify my position on Wentz. I just kind of think that. He's going to take a nice step forward. Not a huge one, but a nice one.
2: I absolutely agree with Carson Wentz, and, and had I not seen your answer, he very well could have been the player that I went with for, for this question, uh, just because I love what they did with their personnel, Elshon Jeffrey, get him out on the field, get him motivated. He becomes a, a top 10 receiver in the league easily, you know, could there's a ceiling there that's even higher than that. So like Elshon Jeffrey and, and a player like Carson Wentz, his trajectory is just not, is rising uh, so much and he's he could take a bit if he takes any kind of a leap, you know, it, it turns into good fantasy production. Production. And I think Zach Ertz is another player who's trending upward. He could sneakily get some more looks this year. And I, I do like what they did with the with the running game, revamping it to get LeGarrette Blount uh, right at the top there. That's going to be an awesome between-the-tackles runner for him, and, and they won't have to rely on Ryan Matthews being so healthy this year. So the offensive personnel, a little bit of a makeover that they ran through here is going to do wonders for Wentz's fantasy production this year. And
1: you know, also, the one thing I think I brought it up one day earlier this week, um, pro football focus and, you know, like them, don't like him, whatever you think. I mean, it's pretty good. You know, it's a helpful uh, gauge there, the work that they do. And they had coming into the season, the
2: Eagles, the Eagles offensive line ranked first in the NFL. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big factor that you can't ignore. I mentioned that being one of my uh, main backbone factors behind liking Stafford as much as you this year. But yep. definitely something to, to keep an eye out for. It all starts on the line. Who's on your no-go list of quarterback? My no-go list of quarterback? You know, we mentioned Cam Newton before. Uh, I do think his ADP is a little bit high. It would have to be a very, very unique situation uh, for me to even consider Cam Newton. And really, uh, you know, it's kind of a crazy answer. But I'm probably going to put Matt Ryan on my no-go list just because not that I don't think he'll have a bad season, but I think that the ADP and everybody else in drafts is going to way overreact to making him a top five quarterback when he was barely a top 15 quarterback heading into last year. I just don't think that there's going to be much value to be had at the price. You'll have to pay for someone like Matt Ryan. Now, granted, his weapons are awesome. You know, he gets that indoor stadium. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Give him credit for all of those things. But to expect him to repeat those numbers is just way too high of an expectation and that's what you're doing if you're taking him at the fourth quarterback overall so someone that i probably won't own just because of price not necessarily because i'm i don't believe in his abilities
1: yep i i get that everything's about price i guess um and, and i agree with you on on a couple of those the guy that i'm not happy with that not happy to draft is ben roethlisberger he's mm-hmm. just you know it's funny the home road thing is interesting That we've, you know, we've, people have talked about a lot. He's, he's just kind of unreliable, right? I mean, the -hmm. the highs are so high. You know, he, he's the guy a few times this year, you're going to look and you know, you're going to see, oh, Ben Roethlisberger threw for 477 yards and five touchdowns today. You're going to see some of those and you're going to see some weeks where he's not there.
2: Mm-hmm. He's going to be someone in my daily lineups, like yeah. infinitely more than I ever start him in a season-long league. Because I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. The injury risk is uh, a little bit too much for me. And he, last year, he was Yahoo's number 17 quarterback. So,
1: mm-hmm. uh, you know, right now you have to draft him, ADP wise, he's ninth. Mm-hmm. He's ahead yep. of Jameis, Kirk Cousins. I can't believe that one. Um, yeah, Mariota, Rivers, Dak.
2: So, yeah especially those first three you know if i'm ever tasked with the choice between big ben and and mariotta or Jameis, both of those guys i like quite a bit even kirk cousins uh, definitely going on any of those three over big ben so i agree with you there
1: i'm all i'm so in on kirk cousins uh, the volume i love and i think the receiving is going to be I, I think people made too much out of the receiving losses i think they're going to be fine there but mm-hmm. i like to Pryor. prior um Everybody, Auto New Fantasy Football lets you build your fantasy football dynasty like an NFL GM. It's better fantasy football. Auction-based, deep rosters, and college players in the player pool. Stash college prospects for the future. Trade for superstars to make a championship push. Develop a team over multiple seasons. And play against the best fantasy football competition on the internet. That's Auto New Fantasy Football. O-T-T-O-N-E-U. com. All right. We're going to go to some late round guys. We talked enough quarterbacks. So we're not going to talk about them anymore. Mm-hmm. If you were throwing your late round darts, let's say round, I don't know, nine, 10, and later, let's go running back. Who do you, who do you like? Who's a who's guy you want to grab late in the draft?
2: Okay. Well, I mentioned my love for Amir Abdullah earlier on, but I don't think he fits in that post 910 anymore his ADP is high enough that uh, we can probably leave him out of this conversation you know I mentioned how I like the revamped line and stuff you know one guy that jumped out to me when I'm starting to scroll down uh, some of these running back ADP lists Mm -hmm. is actually DeAndre Washington from Oakland he's someone I'd like throwing a dart on because I'm not so high on on Marshawn Lynch suddenly coming back from a year off and taking the league by storm like people think he's going to do based on where his ADP is at. And DeAndre Washington is someone who I was real big on throwing a dart on last year. He got a few reps in there, never really got played consistently enough to establish a rhythm. But there's a lot of guys where you know I like him early and maybe I'm a little bit too early, but – you know, my love for him doesn't necessarily fade because another year in the league, another year in the system behind a starting running back that isn't as much of a lock as people think. So as far as darts go, DeAndre Washington's definitely one of those guys that I'm targeting.
1: I like that one. And because and because I'm shorting Lynch, I agree with you that I, I mm-hmm. just can't. I'm, I'm not rock solid on the idea that Washington will be over Jalen Richard. I think he will. But I, it makes me you know, I, I flinch a little bit. I think about it. what happened is I, I did a Scott fishbowl draft, which is 22 rounds. And I took both of them to kind of cover my okay. bases. I think I took Washington and later on and went, eh, let me take both. Hopefully if I'm right on Lynch, then I'll be right on one of these guys. I don't know which one.
2: Yeah. Um, That's a good strategy in those best balls too. I, uh, I w- would definitely do that in an NFL 10. If you know, if you're getting down to RB right. five and six there, um, the guys I was looking I've been looking at CJ pro is one. I
1: don't, mm-hmm. I, 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 there's enough reasons, enough red flags about both Eddie Lacey and Thomas Rawls to think that Prosize could emerge. And he, you're going to find, you're going to see him as the third down back and you might see him as more. I mean, if you remember that game, I keep saying at the game against new England last year, where he was the last mm-hmm. man standing
2: and he did really well. And, and at that yeah, point, you had over of, 150 yards from scrimmage in that game. And you know, right. that's against one of the teams that you think would be game planning for that type of thing.
1: And, and you, at that point they wanted, I, I think they wanted him to be the guy and then he got hurt. So mm-hmm. um, that's one. Speaking of the Patriots, Rex, Bur- Rex Burkhead's the other one. I know there's a lot of a lot going on in the Patriots backfield, but you know in OTAs they they you kept hearing how great he looked, and and they could the, the thing people were saying is you know well he can he can run he can catch and he can block which you would think will keep him on the field if he gets the chance. Now I know look there's James White and there's in addition to Gillisley, who's going to be the early down guy. You got James mm-hmm. White, you got Dion Lewis, you got Burkhead. Some things are going to have to happen to clear a path for Burkhead a little bit. And one of the things that could work against him is that he's a good special teams player from what I understand. So, um, so yep. he might – that, that's happened with them with Brandon Bolden over the years. So you think Brandon Bolden's mm-hmm. going to get a shot, but they're like, well, he plays on special teams. We can't lose that.
2: So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm almost a little too high and, and Lee as a breakout player just based on his, his pure efficiency in Buffalo when he was taking over from McCoy. I'm almost too high – on jealously to to be able to to go serious on Burkhead but I do see where you're coming from he's never really had the chance before so the book's not quite out on him and uh, we it'll be tough to see what we're getting I mean if he has the hot hand I could see them doing that as well. But again, I, I'm, I'm probably someone who's more likely to overdraft Gilleslie than take a fly on Burkhead. Okay.
1: And and that,
2: that train is, is rolling right now, by the way. Mm-hmm. So if you, yeah, want it's him... starting to get to a point where there's not a whole lot of value. Like it's, it's almost uh it's almost like the Eric Thames train in baseball before the season started <laughs> where you start, that price started to get up there at auctions, right? Towards uh draft day.
1: It really did. Uh, Gilleslie is, is in round, is into round four from what I can see right now. So you ain't getting mm-hmm. them cheap, everybody. Um, what about wide receiver? Who do you like
2: late? Uh, you, you mentioned liking Kirk Cousins a lot. And I think, you know, behind those top guys in, in, in Pryor and, and uh, excuse me, Crowder, Josh Doxson could be a very sneaky pick. He's probably someone that you'd get with one of your last picks in in, in a 12 or 14 teamer, but he's someone that I thought uh, had, had had showed a lot of good ability in college and then just never was able to get off the bench or or get fully healthy last year. I think if you give him a chance, he could be a wild card uh, to watch in Washington, because I do agree that Kirk cousins will continue to play well and, and with the attention mostly on prior you can't count on 16 games out of Jordan Reed the backfield's not looking super impressive right now so I think there's there's an opportunity for a, a wide receiver three right now in preseason depth charts like like dachson to maybe uh maybe break out a little bit you know a, a young guy who had uh, a, he, he's quick you know his uh he, things like his combine drills you know the shuttle cone drill all that kind of stuff is uh definitely in the, in the good to great category in uh, comparison with the rest of uh, the league there average four Forty time but you know six two two hundred 200 guy he could be, looks in the red zone too so possibly someone to go after
1: yep um, I like Doxon, too and that's a guy uh, looks like round 12 13 you're going to be able to get him and uh, you were right last year he was you know he was hurt and we don't know what's going to happen but he, he they they're depart the, the path is not completely clear for him but it's clear enough for him to get some work as long as he's healthy and uh, you know they, they invested quite a bit to get him when they drafted him in the first round the, the other one for me and this is more of a, you know, a hope. Is Kevin White? And it's it's mm-hmm. been you know it's been a disaster since he got drafted. Awful. I mean, the guy's just been you know he he hasn't been able to get on the field at all. He's he's played literally. Let me see. In he played four games last year, mm-hmm. and none the year before. Right. Sorry, last year, yeah. two years ago he was drafted. Right. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, the talent was there when when they came out, when he and Amari Cooper came out, the, the book on them was that Cooper's the more polished guy. But white probably has more talent. Right. Yes, yeah, so that's right. You can you can make a case it. Now, you don't want to bet big on a guy who's been hurt for two seasons. But last year, when he started last year, they were thrown to him and he played he played four games and he caught 23. He caught sorry, 19 passes, which is a decent amount. Mm-hmm and yeah it's not like they have a bunch of studs playing there anyway so round 13 i think i'm in there
2: yeah i could i could see that i'm a little bit worried about the quarterback situation you know they paid mike lennon and and then went ahead and drafted trubisky right away so that there's going to be a little bit of an inconsistency there can he get him the ball sure i think that offense is going to definitely center around jordan howard but one of those receivers has got has got to break out a little bit and i know how cameron meredith turned into a okay fantasy option they towards the end of last year they did revamp a little bit by signing guys like marcus wheat and kendall Wright, dr cruz but none of those guys seem like guys that you know we we know what we're getting from them at this point so yeah someone's got to be the receiver there why not kevin white
1: um yeah i i'd like that one but again with guys like this you can only grab one of them everybody mm-hmm. you, know, you can't you can't take all your late round you know between yeah you between can't, you can't 12 and receiver
2: and decide you're going to go after you know, i'm going to fill my lineup with josh doxson and jj nelson and cole beasley it's just not going to happen
1: <laughs> right uh what about tight end anybody in particular you're after late Tight end is tough because uh,
2: the, the guy that intrigues me most um, is still technically a tight end one. I, I'm really going to be big on Zach Ertz. I'll probably have more shares in him than I have in, in, in the past at all. And he's he's fringe tight end one in terms of ADP right now. Eleven. And I don't know Selick's around, but I think this is the year where um, Carson Wentz, like I said, taking a step forward. And, you know, as long as Ertz doesn't none of those small drop issues come back to haunt him. I think he's going to get a lot of open looks, especially with Elshon Jeffrey on the field who should warrant a lot of attention.
1: All right. Um, mine is, and this is an injury risk guy is Max Williams with the Ravens.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they drafted him in the second round a couple of years ago. He had knee surgery that kept him out all last year. It, it actually turns out he was, he was back on the, uh, he was on the field on, what was it? Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, back on the field. I'm reading from Ravens.com. stepped back on the field in his helmet and Jersey. Now it doesn't mean he's, you know, cleared for contact or anything. But um, if Max Williams is healthy, there's a path to some catches. I mean, Dennis Pitta got a ton of targets last year, and he's not there anymore. Ben Watson coming back from an Achilles' injury. The other guys, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Gilmore and uh, whatever. There's there's not a lot. There's not a lot of high quality competition there if Max Williams is healthy. And Max Williams, you could you could get for nothing
2: at this point. Yeah. I- I agree. I I do like that pick. Uh, one other guy I want to throw his name into the ring here, uh, who's looking at number 15 in terms of ADP. So if you can get him at a tight end two price he might end up being my tight end one in leagues where I wait, but I'm thinking about Eric Ebron and the lions. And, you know, i mentioned a lot of love for the lions this year, but he's someone that, especially at that price, the team doesn't have Anquan Bolden anymore. And that was the similar kind of red zone style. That is the exact type of player that would take red zone looks away from Ebron, give him a few more red zone looks. And, you know, with that improved offensive line here and, and not a whole lot in the receiving uh, department to write home about. I know you got golden Tate and Marvin Jones, who did have some big games last year, but you know, no superstar there. I think uh, someone like Ebron uh, has should be able to surpass sixty to seventy receptions for sure. And uh, with those extra red zone looks, if he, I mean, if he, if he catches seventy balls and, and maybe seven to eight touchdowns, that's a that's a pretty solid sleeper tight end here. Jake, you are you are
1: not getting Ebron in any leagues with me. I want you to know that. All
2: no, right, fair enough. I will, I will keep that in mind. I
1: am I am all aboard the Eric Ebron, Ebron train. This season, Mm -hmm. and not just because I'm in North Carolina, where he went to school. Oh, yeah, I I can't wait to draft Eric Ebron everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. Fourth year's the charm. I think (laughs) we both are are (laughs) on that. That's the old saying, right? (laughs) That's the old saying. That's exactly how it goes. (laughs) All right, everybody, listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed for that. That lets you check out almost all the features on the site. Check it out at rotowire.com slash pod. Uh, Jake, we're getting close to football season. What are you working on right now? And, and what other football content should we be looking for from
2: Rotowire? Uh, Well, we've slowly been ramping out and putting all the magazine stuff on the content uh, or uh, on the websites. All that stuff's good to go. We just released our, our NFL draft software for PCs, the other day so you can check that out it's a great tool to follow along with your draft you basically get all the rotowire content in a software program and then it has it has the ADP and all the recent news in there uh, for you so it's a really good helpful draft tool uh, especially for for those live drafts Uh, you know get the advantage over everyone else there so been working on touching all of those products up uh, and me personally I'm just I'm really excited for UFC 214 this weekend Uh, that's where a lot of my focus this week has been uh, getting all the content up on the website for that John Bones Jones one of the fighters that got me in the UFC in the first place, gets a chance to finally get uh, a shot at his title in a card that has three title fights. So uh, that's, that's this week. And then, and then moving on, we'll, we'll keep at the uh, NFL content. All right. So I, so I probably need to watch the UFC this week, I guess. Yeah. If there's ever a week to uh, get started, uh, this is the best card of the year so far. Excellent. All
1: right. I will check that out. I
2: promise. All right. All right. Even if it's on replay, I promise. I'll check it out. <laughs> All right. Hey. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, we got a login for you, so uh, <laughs> we'll get in touch.
1: Excellent. Sounds great. All right, everybody, if you like this podcast, and we really hope you did, we would appreciate it if you could leave us a review and a rating. That helps me out a lot, uh, and it helps roadwire out a lot. Also, thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Football. Our next episode is going to be coming on Thursday, so please check back then for more great fantasy football info. For Jake Litarski, I'm John Halpin, and we will see you on Thursday.
3: MyPatriotSupply.com